Well, hey guys, welcome to the ASAP. Um, this is Lexis speaking. I haven't been on the podcast in a while, but I'm glad to be back. Um, and I've invited some of my friends to come tonight to talk about the message. And so in the studio tonight, we have Bree. Hello, hello. And we have Alex. What's up, y'all? How are you? Amazing, amazing. We're so excited tonight to even like talk about what has been happening. Like we just went on spring break. It was mm. like a, such a fun time. Best week ever. We, we all went to Florida. Yeah, it's a little. <laughs> we're a little biased, biased, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, we love all the other trips too. Um, some of us went to Austin. Some of us went to Colorado. Um, I did also just learn recently that it's pronounced Colorado instead of Colorado mm, um, from David that. House Connect the Native because he's from Colorado. Heavy um, influence on the A. Yeah, rad. It's rad. It's rad. There you go. That's so good. it was so sweet to hear like the glory of the Lord through all the trips though. So. Yeah. And even the recap video, Amber did such a good job. Mm, like true. I was just so nostalgic already and it was just last week. Yeah, it was sweet. And then everyone would cheer when their friends came on. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, this yep. is so fun. I love this part of the semester. It's my favorite part. Me too. And the fact that Brian said that we only have five weeks left until the end it's of the insane. semester. Where did yeah, it go? Alex, how does it make you feel? Where did it go? Um, Your freshman year is almost over. I'm kind of glad. I'm ready to move <laughs> off campus, but... But you're on a journey. It was so fast. Which is what we talked about tonight. It was so fast. Exactly. We did so talk fast. about that. Um, so tonight, Brian was talking about um, an invitation to a journey. And so he was basically just like setting vision for what it looks like to follow Jesus and, and what it looks like to even like go on the journey with him. And so like even as we were talking tonight, as Brian was um, like opening scripture for us, like what even just like stood out for you all when you were listening to him? Oh, goodness. So to start off, I liked when he said, well, I've always heard from, if you all go to South and you know Scott Nickel, he always says, don't let a good thing become an ultimate thing that Mm -hmm. becomes a destructive thing, which he kind of hit on right from the beginning. So he talked about money and careers and relationships and pleasures and adventure. And we just try to fill ourselves with so much that isn't God in our God-shaped hole is Mm -hmm. how he put it, which I thought was a really cool way to say that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, um, he said that that was Pascal, which I didn't realize that Pascal, because he's like a mathematician, like super yeah. like known in the secular world. I yeah. didn't realize that he was a Christian. So that yeah. was really cool. It seems like a lot of really secular scientists or really famous scientists that you hear about, you always hear that they're Christian, which is so bizarre. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is cool. The Lord knows what he's doing in the sciences. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Yeah, tonight was just a great reminder that we're all on a journey. I think something that even just being on spring break and doing life closely with people is that um, we don't have to compare each other's journeys, that we're all um, in like intimate relationship with the Lord, and sometimes it just looks different for people. But something that um, Brian mentioned that resonated with me, um, I remember being in college and just being like, I'm on a journey, but I have no idea where the heck I'm headed. <laughs> like, I knew I wanted to graduate it or to graduate, um, but didn't really know where I was headed. And he mentioned, like, there are people on that are going on journeys that have gone ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was always something that I desired as a college student, but never really had the steps to get it. And so I don't know. I just feel like the Lord was equipping all of our students, like people that are listening to this podcast and who were at Synergy to like step out in boldness and step out in faith and pursue um, maybe a mentor or whatever it looks like to um, just be in a relationship with someone who's further along in the journey than you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like most of like the end of my college career was me being like, 
I need a mentor. I need a mentor. I need a mentor. And then like looking at like back on it now, I'm like, I literally had mentors the whole entire mm-hmm. time. I just like wasn't listening to them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it really is cool that he was like even highlighting that. Um, and like one of the things that he said that's even like related to that was he was like referencing the scripture, which, um, like where Jesus says, like it says Jesus called to himself those who he wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, it's awesome. It's so, it's cool. so cool. Like he wants us. He doesn't just need, like he doesn't need us. He wants us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, it's like, not just like, oh, like I need you to be here and like, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. It's like, no, I actually want you to be with me and I want to have a relationship with you and I desire intimacy with you. Mm-hmm. Well, and he wants us where we are. Like mm-hmm. even just thinking of the people that he picked out, like they were in the basic um, part of life. And like he knew that Judas would eventually turn again. Somebody still chose him. Um, and so I don't know. I just felt like that moment really communicated worth, like not worth of um, like what my grades are or what I can offer to the kingdom. But like he asked these 12 disciples to be his people because of who they were and how like God saw potential in him. Well, and I think there's the aspect of not only 12 disciples, but even before that in scripture and after before Jesus and after his death, you saw Moses who had a stutter and you saw Noah who was just kind of a normal guy. I mean, all these people that he picked in the Bible had, they didn't necessarily have the most, um, what's the word? Like Like, they weren't qualified. Yes. They were not qualified yet. God wanted them and they, you see them step into faithfulness and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't qualified, but they had gifts. Like I think of Matthew who did all the taxes. Mm-hmm. Like he was so equipped to like keep the money and to help um, fund Jesus's ministry. And I don't know. I just think it's really cool that, yeah, we aren't qualified, but we are definitely equipped by the And Lord. something as crazy as like Paul, Paul was a Roman citizen. So mm-hmm. he was able to travel from country to country to country during mm-hmm. this time and just spread the gospel, even after he was a murderer and a, um, mass persecutor of Christians, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It even just makes me think of like how the Lord prepares you in advance for the things that you're going to be a part of. Because like, I even just think of my decision to come to UK. Like I only applied to three schools. Uh, I applied to WKU, UK and the university of central Florida wild card. Um, and (laughs) I ended up choosing UK because I like all of a sudden had like this like huge aversion to WKU for some reason. And then I also was like, UCF is so far away. I don't want to be that far away from my family. And so UK was just the one. And then they also gave me money. So then it was like, okay, great. Like it's paid for. And that's where I'm going. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's go. And I look back on that now and I'm like, that seems like such, I mean, it was a, a big decision, but at the same time it was kind of like, it was pretty clear. It was like, that's just, is going to be how it no, happens. And it's like, how did God like, this minuscule decision, he was able to use that and turn it for his glory. How did God right. even get involved in that decision? You were going for your education, your personal career goals, yet you see God so clearly in that, which is awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he made a way for me to be on staff now. Mm-hmm. I would have never even known about CSF. I would have never even known <laughs> the Lord the way that I do now if I hadn't come here. And so, like, the fact that he prepared all of that before I came on staff and, like, now I'm here and I'm on staff and I, like, really feel like I'm living into my purpose and what the Lord's asked me to do. It's, like, that's so crazy that he he took the years of equipping me without me even knowing it. And when I came on staff, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm so ready to be on staff now. I know everything. It was, like, 
I know nothing. And then we came on staff and I was like, okay, well, here we are. And the Lord has just shown up in so many ways. And that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I think what's cool about like your story is that it's the big perspective, but in the moment, like I remember even your decision to come on staff, like there was one night that you pulled me aside, but like <laughs> before Synergy started and you're like, Brie, I don't know if I'm supposed to go on staff. I'm questioning everything. And like in the moments, like we could see that the Lord was working, but it was still hard to trust. And so yeah. like looking back now, it's like, oh yeah, this was great. But like even Lexus's decision to come on staff, like was a hard journey and a hard like trusting the Lord um, to make that decision. Yeah, because, you know, I was a secondary English education major. I was supposed to be a high school English teacher. Mm. Would have been a great one. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's to say? Only it's the never Lord going to happen. Knows. But uh-huh. as of right now, it doesn't feel like it's going to happen. Yeah, that's good. Because I think like even something Brian talked about at the beginning was our, we like make our own journeys. Like we, a lot of times, even our parents will have this like, idea of what they think we should be we come to college thinking we know what they're gonna be but honestly I've only been here for three years and I don't think there's a lot of people that are doing what they graduated with like (laughs) I think um just as Christians we do just get to hold our journey so lightly like Mm -hmm. we get to hold our hands open for the Lord to do whatever he wants not saying that we're not studying and we're not doing things um to help equip us for what's next but um I don't know I just hear so many diversion stories especially when people get involved at CSF and it is just so sweet to see um I don't know the story is just so much better when the Lord writes the journey than when any of us write it yeah one thing I've always noticed is especially when you live a life of faith you can't put God in a box Mm -hmm. he will turn the most awful situations around for his glory yeah which is awesome Yeah. yeah it's really cool that's so good um is there any other things that you're like when he was talking you're like man that really does just stick out to me Mm, yeah we were singing i can't remember the last song that we sang but we were singing a song oh god really loves us yeah god really loves us and all this and um i was reminded of this story that is shared commonly like at funerals it was shared at my grandpa's funeral um but it's like the story of you were walking on the beach with jesus and you see like the two footprints and you're like yeah like we walked so closely together in the season like there's two footsteps i was walking with you and trusting you um and then the further you get you notice that there's only one pair of footsteps and um I was just that in the story it's that Jesus was holding you in that season and I don't know I just felt when we were talking about journeys I think a lot of times we think oh I have to be running after this thing for the rest of my life like I'm just gonna slave over this idea but I or like this goal um but I think if anything something I learned from spring break is that you can't always be chasing things you know and so I think the journey really is learning how to rest in the Lord um learning to know like when to run um, really hard after things and just when to like walk with him. Mm-hmm. And I think it also like one thing that we can, we can say is we have peace through all situations because of our faith. We know that our relationship with God will be there. One thing you often like want to see a map, a mapped out mm-hmm. version of your life. You mm-hmm. want to know exactly where you're going to end up. And well, I'm going to be a minister at this church and I'm going to retire and live wherever. But with, as, with 2.5 kids. With 2.5 kids. <laughs> right. Um, but we, one thing I've realized, especially over spring break last week, was this journey is like, faith is a lamp at your feet. It's not hmm. It's not a road map. Yeah. When we walk in faith, we only know the step in front of us. But we can trust that God will take us down the path that he wants us on and that will be best for us in the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. And I think, like, even the importance of, like, bringing community around you, too. Mm -hmm. Like, at the end, Brian, like, was kind of just 
basically kicking off like discipleship signups and was like, it's worth it to like do this journey with us mm-hmm. um, and with this community and like, not even this community, but just with a community yeah. in general. And so I was even wondering, like one of the questions that kind of came to my mind is like, what has it meant for you all to like be a part of community? Like mm-hmm. how has that helped you in your faith walk or like how has your group like even like helped you and like led you or, or even like how have they spoken into your life and like called you into like light when you were in darkness, like anything. Um, well, I can attest last week on spring break, Lexis and Bree can both say, I talked to about every single person on the trip. It's <laughs> true. For a very long time. There were 93 people. <laughs> and I think you talked to at least 90. <laughs> I think I did too. And like 40 of them were for longer than an hour. <laughs> um, but just like having those really honest and vulnerable conversations, not only with like my shift group and my really good friends, but people that I'd never met before. I mean, I talked to Lexis for an hour just randomly about consistency one night. Mm-hmm. And without that conversation, my my view of what it looks like to stay consistent in God would still be flipped upside down to what it is today. Mm-hmm. And so one thing I've found about community is regardless of who it is, there is a like God called us to be in community for a reason. He uses that community as a tool to speak through and use for our good, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, um, as I said, that conversation we had was awesome. I told Bree about my... Um, solo and she celebrated me after that was a really cool thing to experience with her i mean all of these things are community driven and you can see god so clearly in them which as believers we get the privilege to do yeah yeah and i think our community looks so much different like even in florida lexis and i got to talk about disagreement which was just so cool like how um you can pursue unity in friendship but i think why we pursue community is because Jesus first pursued us. Mm -hmm. And so I even just think of like what culture is trying to shape us in because like this whole thing is like culture is trying to shape your journey. Mm -hmm. Culture is trying to like get you to go on a different path. But like currently when I look at culture, the thing that really stands out is just cancel culture. Um, And just how if we don't agree with the same or if we don't agree on the same thing, then we can't be friends. We can't even be in the same group. Um, We can't even, like, we can't do life together. And so I think when our, like, the beauty of our community is that, like, we get to do life with each other. We get to do life with people that are different than us. Like, I think, like, even my friendship with Lexus, like, we are very two, I mean, opposite people. (laughs) Very different. Like, anytime I think of something, Bree is probably thinking of the same thing in the exact opposite way. Yeah. And so I think that's the beauty of it. Like, even just thinking of the Mary and Martha um, story about how both of them had different reactions. And so in community, they both got to see the glory of God work through through their reactions and through how the Lord corrected them. Mm -hmm. Well, and and I'll say, sorry to interrupt. Go (laughs) ahead. One thing you were talking, I'm going to backpack off what you said about things pouring into us. We live in a world today where we have access to so much stuff that is just not, it's not what God intended us to be, to have poured into us so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have social media and sex and alcohol and Mm -hmm. drugs and just sin pouring into us all the time. When you have a good community in place, you really take those things out. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. as I said, Lexus and Bree both poured into me last week, very positive God mindsets towards me. Mm -hmm. My friends in my shift group, my, my best friends that I take on life with every single day, they pour positive things into me. Mm -hmm. And that's a really powerful thing about community is you, you take the aspect of sin. I mean, there's still sin here, but you see God a lot more clearly. Yeah. And I think that, 
that that's exactly what I was even just getting ready to say <laughs> is one of the narratives that I, I feel like I hear a lot when I'm talking with college students um, is that they they're like, I just like really want to learn more about God. Like I want to learn more about like what he's like. I want to like read scripture. I want to like really get into things. I'm like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, I also want to like read books and like really get into like everything that God is like I need to know more knowledge just more and and I need to to figure it out and and I actually don't even really I don't even need a group like I don't need people I can do it all by myself I can yeah I just I just need to read more books I need to read more articles I need to like go on Google and like search Mm -hmm. up all my my questions and it's like that's just not the point Mm -hmm. like you could do that and you could get all this knowledge but like is it worth it Mm -hmm. to like have all this knowledge and then like be by yourself, like alone and isolated? It's just not worth it. Mm -hmm. And so when you like press into the people who are like of the Lord, they are going to help you find those answers. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many times where I I have a question. I'll just like come to literally anyone at CSF Mm -hmm. and be like, so what are you thinking about this thing that I was thinking about in my quiet time this morning? And like, I feel like the Lord was kind of showing me this, but I have some questions about this part. And I'll like talk with like Paige and I'll talk with like Derek King and I'll talk with like Sarah and talk with Bree, like talk with even students, like getting their views on it. And it's like, we have all these rich conversations and not only am I getting the knowledge that I'm seeking, but I'm also creating deeper relationships with the people around me. Mm-hmm. And like when you put it all together, that's a rich and mm-hmm. full life that it's you fruitful. wouldn't have if you were just seeking the knowledge for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Another story that came to mind, um, during the sermon, Reese was telling the story, I guess in Florida, and he was talking about his friend had this vision once of, they were like walking on this fence and on one side of the fence was heaven and was just like the glory of the Lord, like all these fruitful things. And on the other side was hell. And the guy was just walking on the fence kind of comfortably. Like, I don't really know where I want to go. Like, obviously that looks good, but like, like sin is fun, you know? And, um, in the vision, the devil like looks up at him and he said, Hey, you have to like, you can stay on the fence, but just know that I own the fence. And so that's just really stuck with me. Like even just thinking of our journey, um, everything that we do, like every decision that we make, everything that we say is either bringing the kingdom of God closer or it's pushing him away. So like when we choose, not him away, he won't leave us, but (laughs) it's pushing the kingdom of God away. And so, um, I don't know, that was just like a great, like example of what the journey is like this journey isn't this wish-washy thing like it says that there's a narrow gate to where we're going Mm -hmm. and so I don't know I just I want to be in the fields I don't want to be on the fence um and I think there's part of culture that's trying to convince us to be on the fence about even what the bible says like it's like don't actually have an opinion on the bible because you might offend someone right and so that's what satan wants he wants us to be on the fence he doesn't want us to have this relationship with the Lord or to even really know what truth is. Mm. Well, I've always like, I've always viewed my own faith as kind of a, like one foot in one foot out. Like mm. if I'm on a two row, a two lane road, I have one in each lane. Yeah. Um, and I guess to kind of like go off what you said, there's a, one of my favorite song lyrics ever. It's in the song trust by Hillsong young and free. I mm. think mm-hmm. it says there's safety in the falling when I surrender fully, mm-hmm. when we fully step into God and like, when we have two feet in his side and his lane, when we give our life and our heart to him, he rewards that faithfulness. And I mean, you hear, you see prayers of a righteous, righteous person can move mountains. Mm -hmm. Um, faith of a mustard seed can totally radically change the world. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we're rewarded when we live in faith. Mm-hmm. We're rewarded when we pray and we tell him how we feel. We, when we have that knowledge and that safety in him, he rewards that, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah, absolutely true. Um, so just kind of near the end here, like what, if you had to say like, this is the one thing I feel like you need to take away from tonight. It could be from the worship. It could be from the sermon. It could be from anything. Like, what would you say? This is the one thing that we want to apply to our lives. I would say you can trust that God only wants you just as you are. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. God sees all your sin. He sees all your shame. He knows your best and worst moments. Don't try to sugarcoat and present yourself as this perfect person to him Mm -hmm. when in reality, he knows all of those bad parts as well. Don't just, just give him all of your heart and let him work and take away all of that shame and all of that sin and break those chains because he can. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the takeaway is to sign up for discipleship, honestly. Uh, not even like if you are still just testing out CSF, just, I think the real invitation is to trust that the Lord knows what he's doing with your life and Mm -hmm. to step out in boldness to, I don't know. I was really proud of just the spring break trips of just the way that students pursued, like they, you guys have lost a lot, like in COVID and all of these things, but the way that you guys pursued things. And so I think the biggest thing is like, you guys are worthy to make the decision. I think a lot of times we choose a journey because we're dealing with um, self-pity or we just feel like we're not worthy enough. Like it's not, we don't get to join this journey once we become clean or once we repent or once we stop drinking, like the Lord wants to start the journey now and it can start today. It can start tonight. Um, but it can also start in a discipleship group. And so I think that's even just the invitation of what tonight really was all about. And to kind of go off what she said during the end of the night, I think David went up on stage and he said something about you're either comfortable or you're what does it says you can be comfortable or you can be growing, but you can't be both at the same yes. time. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to get uncomfortable. That's mm-hmm. when, when you're in the unknown, when you're not sure where God is, that's when you'll see him move mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to step into that. Take a role that you aren't sure you're qualified for. Just sign up, let yeah. God move. Mm-hmm. That's great. Cause that was literally what was going to be my takeaway. So wow, you guys have the same <laughs> connected. Crazy. Yeah. And just to clarify, these aren't interviews, you know, you really just get when you sign up for a connection meeting, it's just getting to know staff. Like our heart is to get to know the students and honestly to see the glory of God in your life. Yeah. And so I don't know, I'm excited. Like if you guys want to <laughs> sign up for Wednesday, I think two to four you'll be with me and if you sign up for friday 12 to 2 you'll be with me and amber but if you sign up at all you (laughs) will be with the most amazing staff ever and we are just so excited to just receive your guys's step of faith yes these people love pouring into you um let them do it because it's very fruitful and it's god-filled i love that well we'll see you guys next week it's been great see you guys see you all